trade efficiency with NACFI's Mike Roth and Friends. Here in episode 81, we're joined by Dave Beasley. He's Vice President, Commercial Tires, North America, Goodyear Tires and Rubber Company, where we talk about his 40 years at the company, including his time in blimp operations. Yes, I said that right, blimp operations. He also talks about trucking as a relationship business, the role of retreading tires, why cheaper tires are not always the best choice, the importance of sustainability, and why you need to continue to learn and adapt. Today we have joining us Dave Beasley. Dave is Vice President of Commercial Tires North America at the Goodyear Tire and Rubber Company. Uh, I'm really excited to have you on. Uh, thanks for joining us. Hey, it's great to be here, Mike. And um, yeah, just to join you and um, talk a little about trucking and tires. So it sounds like fun. Yeah, I mean, we, we always have a lot of change, it seems, in our industry, but, um, you know, tires are kind of a given, aren't they? I mean, uh, mm -hmm. we got rubber on the road and and whether it's, you know, we might get into electric trucks or other things in this, our time together, but kind of it doesn't really matter. You still got tires on the road. Um, so I always ask right off the bat, you know, this is freight efficiency with Mike Roth and friends. And so I consider you a friend and uh, I haven't known each other that long, but uh, do, you, do you remember how we how we first met? Oh, absolutely. We had a fleet symposium. So uh, our fleet symposiums, we invite a, a group of fleets, some that are currently doing business with us, some that aren't. And we bring them in just to uh, talk about trucking, talk about tires. Uh, and you were actually our keynote speaker for a fleet symposium we had in, in Akron here. Maybe it was last year. I can't exactly remember when it was, but um, you did a great job. And then that evening we had had a dinner and uh, I settled down in a booth with you and Letty. And we um, we just we started talking about trucking and, and tires. I had a lot of questions for you on new technology, startups, EVs, hydrogen fuel cell. And yeah, it was a it was a great event. Uh, and I did enjoy sharing thoughts and um, I, I do a lot of, we do some of these events where uh, there's a lot of corporate people, you had Goodyear field sales and service folks there with their customers. So, and then, then me, right. So it's like, uh, you know, not, it, it's very um, focused and private and it gets, get to really good questions. So that uh, the customers, and you know, it's nice for, for Goodyear to allow, um, you know, me to come in and share our thoughts and then also just let the, the, the fleets and the people who are buying trucks and tires, um, you know, ask their questions without you kind of being in the middle. So it's really good. Um, I will share a story though. I mean, uh, that night, uh, you came, you came and sat with Letty and I about, no, I don't know, about two thirds through it. And then everybody left and you and I closed, the, you know, the three of us closed the place. But on the walk home, she said, that was a wonderful guy. I mean, what's his role at Goodyear? And I said, well, honey, he's the man. He's in charge of, of everything there. She goes, oh, my God, you didn't tell me that. I didn't know that. And I said, well, that's fine. Uh, we had a great conversation. But uh, for this, you know, I think we'll just talk about, you know, the, the business and um, uh, some of the things that we're seeing and get your insights. But. You know, I was before, and I don't ask sure even I knew this, but uh, I looked through your history, and you ran the uh, airship operations for Goodyear's three blimps. Um, I got to hear a story or two. You got something for uh, the audience? What's it like doing that? Okay. Well, first of all, it's a it was it was a blast because you never had a dissatisfied customer 
with the blimp and, and a ride on the blimp. Uh, that's for sure. <laughs> that's um, he was good. You know, I would I had my current job and leading the truck business in Asia Pacific. And, you know, my three year assignment there in Shanghai came to an end and came back and they asked me to um, to lead blimp operations. We were actually converting the fleet over from the old style blimps to really what is, it's not a blimp, it's a semi-dirigible, it's a semi-rigid airship. So we were actually building, decommissioning and building new airships, three new airships, new ground support equipment, new facilities. So it was a pretty big capital project. And they just asked from a business side, would I come in and just lead that effort? And I did that for, for four years. I love it. Everybody loves the blimp. And it's part of what we do, you know, it's college football, it's, it's NASCAR racing, it's golf. Um, you know, we provide aerial coverage for that. We do, the rides we do are really charitable rides. Um, and a fun story is I was um, serving on a, a local nonprofit board here in, in Akron and they were having, you know, it's, it's, it happens, these dinners for fundraising. And, uh, you know, I, donated a blimp ride or Goodyear had for, for some fun rate. And there was a couple sitting at my table that she wanted to get her mother up on the, uh, on the blimp for a ride. And uh, another couple on another table, another part of the room. So there was a bidding war started. And, <laughs> and I'll tell you, Mike, I mean, I've seen the blimp rides go for, it went for $20,000. That's fantastic. And it's unbelievable for charity. They get it all. And and then they came to me and said, hey, the other person, the other couple said, if you give them a blimp ride, they'll match the 20000 So it ended up $40,000. And it just blew me away that that type of giving. And of course, the, the charity, the nonprofit was really excited. So that was that was fun. You know, you we I was there when we christened two of the three airships and blimps and uh, that was fun to to meet you know celebrities and, and uh, do that it was it was a fun job but I, I was ready to at the end of it my current boss asked me to come back to lead the North American truck business that was six years ago and um, I love this job this is a job I always, always wanted in good here so it's fun yeah yeah well let's get there we'll talk about the blimp when we're together some other time I'm, I'm a like a student of marketing and branding and um, it's got to be a pretty big uh, you know cost that you've chose to to maintain the the blimps but we don't well let's get on with it so most of your career has been with Goodyear as you told me and so um, you know tell me what uh, you know tell me a little bit about yourself kind of what makes you tick and um, you know what um, uh, skills have you been able to to get over time whether it's in college or in different roles that prepared you for for this role here in commercial tires in North America yeah yeah good question yeah 40 years it'll be 40 years in January I've been with Goodyear right out of college hired in and um, not after Five or six years, I started getting involved in truck tires. I was run, leading a, a running a store, being a manager of a retail store that did truck tires, ran service as well as retail, and and uh, just loved the the truck business and grew an affinity for it. And really spent most of my career since then in and around truck tires. And um, you know, for me, I 
it, my whole thing has been um, problem solving, fixing things um, for good year. I'm not an engineer by trade, more sales and marketing side of the business, but you know, that's what's kind of helped me and, and helped, you know, trucking company, Mike, you know, it is better probably than I do. They, they, they need help running their business, solving problems. And um, I think that that mindset has really helped me as I, you know, build relationship with customers and all of that. Very analytical, you know, do a lot of numbers to let numbers drive the, the decision making and the, the problem fixing. So, yeah, it, um, it's fun. Yeah, I think one of the things you said there intrigues me. I mean, first of all, I do I do think, um, you know, the trucking industry is run by the numbers. I mean, you talk to fleets, they can talk their cost per mile to even the hundreds of a penny they're they're so into into the the details around around numbers but i also think that there's such a high level collaboration and this is what keeps me in this industry is that we we want to help each other so th there are times i'm sure and i think what you're what you're alluding to is there's probably times where goodyear or you yourself are talking to a fleet and just talking about the business and talking about moving freight and talking about drivers and talking about technicians that um, you may so you may help them solve a problem completely different from tires, just because there's this like open problem sharing, problem solving and sharing that we have in the industry. Did, does that feel like right to you or is that what you're saying? Totally right. Yeah, totally right. I mean, a lot of that will just come out of normal conversations, just learning and as they share what, you know, what they're what problems are trying to solve, what keeps them up at night. And uh, we just talk it through. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is such a relationship business, right, Mike? I mean, um, you got to have the relationship. And once you have that, then you just work together. Right. Class. So I, I think these two pieces is what keeps us sharp as an industry. Um, because some would say, well, if it's a relationship business, then you don't need to worry so much about cost. You got loyal customers that are come to you almost no matter what, right? That's not the case. We're very cost driven. And so you got this almost like check and balance of uh, relationships and focus on, you know, cost and time. I mean, freight is about cost and time. And, yeah. and I think they, they, uh, they, those two things keep us sharp. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Yep. So in your role now, I mean, uh, so commercial tires, where's the line between commercial and passenger? Do you go all the way down to, you know, class two, B and three in your role, or are you more on the uh, heavier side? Or yeah, more on the heavier. We do go down to, um, I, I tell a big type of vehicle, like a UPS, FedEx package van. Um, part of that is construction. You know, we, retreading is a big portion of what we do. So we we deliver to those smaller tires, smaller rim diameter tires that are highly retreadable to a FedEx or a UPS that they in turn try. So we go all the way up to, to an 18 wheeler then or a school bus or a garbage truck. So it's kind of that variation of vocation type of vehicle. Um, and Amazon, you know, the home delivery, they still run more of a fabric tire, non-retreadable. So that really falls into their consumer tire business today. Got it. Got it. Understand grayer as we as we speak. Yeah. So tell us what's uh, so what's on the mind of the uh, uh, you know head of commercial tires of a tire company. I mean, what 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 are the things that you're most excited about that you've got going on right now? 
and maybe some of the things that keep you up at night. What, what's the what's the key things you're working on that affect your business? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I think, I think it's really um, we got to continue to lead in cost impacts. There's, Mike. There's there's always cheaper alternatives. I mean. There's somebody, there's a company out there and there's hundreds of tire manufacturers that can build a tire cheaper than what we at Goodyear can do it. However, can it run? Can it exactly what you were saying? Can they provide the, the data to that would show cost per mile that we do? Can they provide retreading? Can they provide solutions uh, to help the fleet understand what their costs are? You can provide the data whether it's drive over readers or, or whatever it may be, fleet inspection tools um, to help them get that lowest overall total cost of ownership or cost per mile. So it's constantly around looking at through the windshield and what's coming forward rather than what's coming because there's always people on your tail. Where, where are we going to move? What do fleets need? And that's the reason why you talked about it earlier, to have those re, those conversations with fleet customers. What do they really need in order to help grow their business? Yeah, I think tires are probably maybe maybe the best example, now that you're saying it, of like a component. Um, and, you know, <laughs> I've learned a lot about tires over the last uh, maybe 20 years where, you know, they're just not rubber with air in them. <laughs> um, and, and so, but they're a good proxy for the whole industry looking at total cost of ownership. So you can spend less money on a tire, but add costs in other places, or you can spend more money on tire and lower costs in other places. I mean, you know, uh, fuel economy is related to the tire design, um, blowouts. I mean, I was shocked when we did some, our tire pressure work that on a class eight tractor, you know, it's not uncommon for a fleet to have a a a, tie, a roadside uh, tire issue yeah. um, once a year. Now, a lot of that's not the tire's fault. It's that the air's not in appropriately for the load and so forth. But, you know, I think uh, you're exactly right. This is the way the industry looks at even, you know, trucks and everything. I mean, the upfront cost is one thing, but what what impact that has on your business uh, over time, retreadability, wear in and of itself, et cetera. Yeah, and if you have a tire failure, do you have the network, the fleet of servicing locations out there to to get that truck back up and running? Talked about time, you know, it's mm -hmm. it's uptime, right? And they they don't want that vehicle down as little as possible. They don't want it down, period. But when it does go down, it's made speed back up and running as fast as possible. So when I ask you how um sustainability and whether sustainability is like a consumer or a customer or even your um you know your uh, your ownership or bosses or board how has um you know has is sustainability a big part of 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 what is now on your plate to work on or not and if it is how does that show up um with respect to tires and the work you're doing yeah, it's all around new products. There's not a fleet, especially a, a a larger fleet that we don't sit down with for a quarterly business review meeting that doesn't bring up sustainability and measuring that. What? How can we help them? Um, and a lot of that work today, uh, and you helped us talk about it when you were in for the fleet symposium, is around product development, sustainable product development. You know, we. We, um, 
we just, you know, we're using soybean oil for as a replacement for petroleum, far more sustainable products. We're looking at other other items. Uh, retreading by its nature is recycling. Um, yep. And that really drives sustainability. Um, so we really look at that. And, and that's really what dri is driving our five-year, 10-year product roadmap is sustainability plus, plus new technologies, EV, and so on. Right. And how, and how does fuel economy factor into um, all of this? What's important, it's, it's really, that's the surrogate. I mean, fuel economy is, for an EV, is range, right? You get lower rolling resistance leads to less fuel, leads to greater range. So, I mean, that principle is there and fuel economy is important, but it's really for tires, it's really tied to the price of diesel. And I couldn't tell you what the, what the break even point is on it, but there's a point where fleets really start driving, they'll sacrifice wear for fuel economy. I'm talking in the big picture, not a particular fleet. Um, and there's others that you know, once it's there, they would they don't want to sacrifice wear because rolling resistance by nature, you're going to get lower wear if you have lower rolling resistance. So, um, yeah, the uh, we really work with the fleets what's best for them. But for EVs, it's all around increasing range, which comes from rolling resistance. Right. And can you customize tires for customers? I mean, when, when you know, so if they're if they do want to focus on you know, higher wear and this, that, or the other. I mean, you, you, I mean, you have different tread patterns and different things that allow you to do that, but there's got to be a limit to that. Yeah, there is a limit, right? It's economies of scale. It's how you, you know, how you build um, the tires. You got to have a certain throughput in order for it to make. We're just not at the point where we can use very low lot sizes to keep the cost down um, in the tire manufacturing, but absolutely. Uh, we do, and we we pick products that really work well with with fleets. Typically, it's products that we make, but we've we've done for a larger fleet. We've made products specifically for them and for their needs. Certainly, yeah. So we only have like five or six minutes left, and I want to hit you. I want to hit a couple of topics, not like like in a speed round so much, but I, there's two things that, given our relationship, that I, I'm really curious how what you think about it. The first one is about the people that we're hiring into this industry and are helping us with the challenges. So, you know, I've been in and around the trucking industry 37 years. And, and one of the things that I see right now is somehow trucking's become kind of cool because <laughs> we're have, you know, we got more women, we got more um, minorities, we have more uh, just talent. I mean, uh, you know, I, I just find it really interesting. And I, I think it has to do a little bit, I've said it many times. I think that you know trucking's now at the cool kids table. Um, do you feel that way? Or are you seeing it? Um, and and do you do you have this? I mean, you can disagree with me in front of everybody if you want, Dave. But it seems like we're that's going to make a stronger industry to tackle some of these changes. Oh, totally. No, the industry is definitely changing for sure. Part of it is you've got a lot of startups that are coming into the industry from a from these new technologies, not not just EVs, but uh, other things to help with tire wear. I think of um, there's many companies that are out there really doing some leading edge stuff that are really learning about the trucking industry and contributing to it. It is really really exciting. It was kind of a 
I hate to say it, but it was really kind of an old man's business when I first came in many years yeah. ago. Um, and it's not that way anymore. Um, you know, it was part of it is, you know, I, I joked many years ago, everybody in the trekking industry was from Missouri. It was the show me state. It took forever to convert a customer over and do all that. I want to say that's changed dramatically, but they're much, they're the openness to change and to adopt new technologies. Again, you got to prove the value, but it's yeah. I agree. And I think, um, I think there's less, I think it's, it's, it's many fold. One is there's less doubt that it won't work. Um, we've seen technologies work. Um, also a lot of these technologies are coming pretty fast and some of their demands we have control of, and some of them we don't, you know, with regulations, I mean, we're probably, you know, we're definitely going to have electric trucks, hydrogen fuel cell trucks. I mean, if we're, if that affects our business, we better figure out how to either play in that or get out of it or adapt or something. So I think there's, inevitable change. And I think um, uh, that excites a lot of people and brings people to the market, brings people to, you know, our career fairs or our job fairs and, and you know, helps us uh, recruit and hire. And, and um, I think that's a really good thing. With respect to new technologies and startups, that was really my second question that you just brought up. Uh, how do you, I mean, is, are they helpful to us? You know, are the traditional hundred year old or more companies uh, like you are, um, or or not, um, you know, I, I uh, you know, they can be a, a burden or a benefit. They're probably a little of both. But how do you view that? No, we, not only me, but our company. We've invested through our venture fund in a lot of new technologies um, companies. You know, uh, Gaddick for ones, many others, um, some autonomous uh, companies too beyond Gaddick. Um, some EV companies, it's, we see it as the new mobility. What's, what's the future of trucking? What's the future of just transportation overall? It's really important to be right there with the leading technology, the, the thought leaders, um, and to learn from them and to grow along with them. So we see that as critical as our company. Yeah. And I think we have a, a bit of a responsibility to help you know, them learn trucking. Um, you know, I, I, a number of hours of every week, uh, you know, I, if I look back and really thought about it, it was, um, you know, me and I'm sure you and people at Goodyear and other places just helping explain, uh, you know, what the trucking industry is like. Now, obviously things are changing. So what we thought we knew may not be as true going forward, but uh, but uh, they, they really need that. And then it's a matter of, OK, well, am I spending my time with somebody who's got a good idea that really is going to be part of the solution or not? Because, you know, startups come and go. But um, these are dynamic times. So what's your advice to anybody listening about uh, how they should handle sort of this, uh, you know, maybe high risk, high reward or kind of stressful time going forward with, you know, global competition, new technologies, you know, startups, regulations, all of that mixed together. What, what's your advice to people on how to move forward? You know, I, I, I can tell you the advice I give myself. I mean, you just got to be a learner. Um, Mike, that's the reason why I love talking to you because you're, you really know this stuff. Uh, you know, the work you do, um, it, it really is helpful. You got to, you got to stay on top of things. You got to understand the technologies. What's the pros? What's the cons? Um we can't 
do business with all the new technologies that come through in terms of investments and so on and so forth. So you got to pick winners and you got to go with them. You also got to look at what's going on around. So just constantly learn and adapt is, is really how I think about it for myself. Yeah, great point. Now get the other side of that coin is not getting too stuck in our ways, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Learning and adapting. All right. Well, thank you very much, Dave. It's been uh, nice having you on and uh, appreciate you being on the podcast. Thanks, Mike. Freight Efficiency with Nackley's Mike Rose and Friends.